Yes. Uh, good PT knows it's important to stay on, on top of what's happening in your profession. With best P P PT practices for more than 2.5 million care episodes, the team at ATI Physical Therapy is doing their part to make sure their clinicians are practicing at the top of their license. Pair that with their continuing education, professional development opportunities, and their clinic culture, ATI is working hard to ensure all their clinicians are not only driving the PD industry forward, but also going home happier. Find them online at ATIPT.com. Are you frustrated with your EMR? You use that thing a lot. Uh, MW Therapy, they see that frustration and they raise you a solution. Uh, their modern all-in-one outpatient PT EMR with the built-in patient portal, marketing automations, and billing features you want at the value your clinic deserves. MWTherapy.com, where switching your EMR is easy. And a lot of conversation around this topic, we're going to do an episode on it coming up soon, is remote therapeutic monitoring. So here's the question. Would adding an additional $290 per patient per quarter help your business? Of course it would. It's almost rhetorical. But here's the thing. You might think remote therapeutic monitoring is complicated or time-consuming. It might just feel overwhelming. But what if I told you it wasn't complicated? And it didn't have to be time-consuming. Improve patient outcomes. Improve, improve clinic re revenue at the same time. You can find out how to get started with, rem with remote therapeutic monitoring. Just go to physiotech.ca. That is physiotech.ca. I uh, had a great conversation with today's guest. Uh, we recorded this a while ago, and we're finally getting around to it. Sue me. I got a little busy during the holidays. Uh, we talked about residencies and fellowships, and that's that's how we went in. We went into this conversation talking about um, residencies and fellowships with Marlo Bonato. Uh Things went off course, as they usually do when Jimmy starts talking and has a couple of cocktails. Uh, but this was a great conversation to have. It got me really excited. We stayed on topic most of the times with, with residencies and fellowships. How do you figure out if it's right for you before you make that commitment? How do you know? How do you know while you're in it, it's right for you and you should stay? We talk about that and just a really cool conversation with Marlo. Interesting dude. So uh, take a listen to the episode, Marlo Bonato on PT Podcast. Say great physical therapy conversations on tap. Welcome to PT Pinecast. You can find us on the socials at PT Pinecast. Uh, we keep it easy. On Twitter, Instagram, on the website at ptpodcast.com. I'm your host, physical therapist, Jim McKay. Excited about this episode, and I'll tell you why after I introduce the guest. Marlo Bonato, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jimmy. Excited to talk about this, but let's get the hard questions out of the way first. People like when they get the difficult questions out of the way. So you know the rest of it's just going to be fun and easy. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you drinking today? I have with me, I am uh, a wine lover. So, Ooh. you know, I am from the East Bay okay. in Northern California. So it's not hard to find some good wine. So I'm drinking yeah. a Cabernet Sauvignon from Concanon. And you're holding the, very important. I was not, like you're holding the glass very properly. Like it's very fancy. It, they, they're particular about it sometimes, but yeah. you know. I put ice cubes in my wine. Ooh. I drink white wine, not red. Well, I can see that. But I, you know what? I don't care who makes fun of me. I'm doing yeah. a, a juice, a very different. This is also from my local area, though. Uh, this is one of my favorites. This is from Sloop Brewing Company here in New York, and it's called the Juice Bomb IPA, and it is a very good IPA. I, I don't drink as many IPAs as I used to, but this is definitely one. Uh, Marlo, so cheers to you for coming on the show. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. As you sip the wine. Uh, first round brought to you by our friends at Owens Recovery Science, single source. For PTs looking for certification and personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training, that's a BFR, as the cool kids are calling it. Uh, get certified uh, on how to use it and to use it properly with the right equipment. Uh, find them online at OwensRecoveryScience.com. They're doing a lot of good work. And we're doing a live show with them coming up in uh, in November. Unless you're hearing this after November. And then we did a live show with them at Sacred Heart University in November. Here is why, Marlo, here is why I was excited to have this conversation. Way back when... I was a young Padawan learner in PT school. I had this crazy idea, and I've talked about the origin of this podcast on this show before. And once I decided, hey, I'm going to do this, we're going to talk to some people, I had to decide, like, who am I talking to, and what the heck are we going to talk about? And that led me to, like, I feel that this is like the, the beginning of Star 
wars with like the, the credits rolling and it's like back you know a long time ago in a galaxy far far away my episode number one was similar to this topic episode one and we're more than a thousand episodes in was with cookie friedhoff bowman about residencies and fellowships because as a second year pt student when i started this podcast i heard, started hearing people mention residencies and fellowships. And I was like, you know, I was like halfway through second year. That's when you can almost look up and sort of take a breath. Like, okay, I'm not done. I'm not putting the, the guard down yet. I still know I need to work, but like I can take a breath and I can like look up a little bit and like enjoy the view, you know, I'm past first year. So I'm not mm -hmm. just getting clobbered. And I remember thinking, cause I came into PT number one as a second career person. And yeah. number two, I sort of was just like, I don't know. I think I'm gonna be a PT. What do I need to do? To, I'm sort of that kind of guy. Like, what do I need to do to do that? And they were like, go take these classes. I was like, okay. Never did a lot of research on physical therapy. I'm going to be dead honest. Yeah, that's all right. But had zero idea that there was school after PT school. Had no clue until someone mentioned it. Are you thinking about a residency and fellowship? And I have like, and I remember being like, I have no idea. You might as well be talking a different language. I don't even know. Yeah. You're inventing <laughs> words. Um, so let's start with your, your, your backstory, right? So residencies and fellowships, we're going to do the pros and cons and then get a little bit deeper, mm -hmm. but you have experience in orthopedic residency, uh, and, and the model. So just tell people like orient them to you and why you're talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. To, you know, to make it a little bit more, I guess, specific, it, this is, I'm all, uh, my, uh, experience is in orthopedics. So, you know, there's other residencies out there. Um, and Jim, when, when did, when was your second year of school? That was 2015. That? 2015. Okay. Yeah. So I was, you know, I entered school 2015 as one, I was kind of on the same page as you. I didn't really know, um, too much about residencies and fellowships. Um, and they're like kind of, a, you know, they're, they're, they're exploring a little bit where there's more and more, especially in the residency route. Sure. Um, but yeah, when I got into school, I hadn't, I, you know, I had no idea. And you get into that kind of end of first year going to second year and then you start, all right, school's going to end soon. You know, what's kind of the next step, right? What, you know, what happens after that? Right. You start thinking like, oh, I, it might not be, a, I mean, to me, it was like, you go to school, you graduate, you get the job. And then people exactly. were bringing up these residencies and fellowships. So what was your experience as a residency and or fellowship, uh, student, so, so I'll start kind of in the beginning. When I, when I was in PT school, um, I, I, I was in, you're always kind of inspired or fascinated from certain individuals, I feel, I feel sure. right? There's, there's people that, that you kind of want to be like or, oh, wow, this person kind of knows what he's doing or the, the expertise kind of just shows a little stronger compared to maybe some other individuals. And you saw that in clinicals right. and um, um, maybe faculty members and maybe people you'll just follow on social media. So I was really fascinated with that. And I just started observing and volunteering maybe outside of school, some other individuals. And there was always kind of a common theme of, uh, you know, think about doing residency. Um, the profession starting to become a little bit more specialized, kind of following the uh, uh, other medical models where, you know, you're, you're going into, or you, you finish school and then you kind of continue on a more specialized route. So, you know, I was kind of thinking in my head, you know, I, I'm, I'm first, I'm inspired by these certain clinicians. Right. Uh, what do I have to do to kind of be like that? What, what, what's kind of my next step towards that, that, that criteria? So um, that's when you kind of uh, once kind of start with your research, I would say that's, that's, that's going to be important. Um, and I want to make sure I'll, I'm, can, if I send you a bunch of like uh, links and articles, yeah, are you able to, to post that? Notes. Yep. This okay. way the audience has access. Yep. Yeah. So I won't, you know, talk a whole bunch about all the specific articles and uh, links, but there's a lot of information out that uh, out there that um, anybody can check out if they want real specific data um, about certain residencies or fellowships. Um, but first, yes, you want to do your your research. This is really important because there's different programs. They, they vary in location. They vary in curriculum styles. Cost, uh, focus, cost, set up a whole nine. Everything, every, everything, right? And, and there's places where, um, you know, there aren't residencies. So you have to also take that into consideration. Like I live here, but um, can I do this if I have to, you know, move 
for you know a variety of reasons. So sure. that'll be number one is you have to do your research. Um, you can go to um, you know the RFPT cast. It's kind of the residency page, and they they all have information for fellowships too. But I'll send out those informations. Then what I would say is you want to talk to more than one individual from whatever program you want to go to that you're interested in. Now, are you talking about other students who are in the program? Are you talking about faculty? Are you talking about graduates or all of those? Uh, all of it combined. Yeah, that's where I would um, go to people. Yeah, and, and I think that's important. Um, I used to say, you know, just talk to someone from a program. Um, but now more in my experience talking to other residents and um, potential students and people who graduate is people have different experiences, of course. Sure. So one person's awesome, might be some, some person's, yeah. you know, terrible. This sounds like it's a throwaway. It sounds like, of course, I've got to ask these questions. And I'm telling you that this is actually terribly important and it's not a throwaway. Um, one person's great experience could be absolutely wretched for you. And just like when someone says great, you need to follow with why walk me through that. That's why I think just us having this conversation is going to be terribly valuable for people who are considering this because you can really, really make a poor decision for you if you walk into a situation that you, and this is where I tell people all the time, the goal of a job interview or a residency or a fellowship interview is not to win the interview. It really is probably 70-30, 70% on you getting information out of them, me being them being yeah. the program and the people. And if you're not, if you're just there to just uh, you know show well and win the interview, ooh, you could be walking into a bear trap. Could be walking into a bear trap. 100%. I think, um, and uh, I've heard stories about that too, where you're just speaking with so much uh, pizzazz and razzle dazzle, where yeah, um, you win people, them over. You, yeah, they. It, it, if you kind of overdo it and you're not just kind of being real and just yeah. being your own individual, it sometimes can kind of backfire a little bit. And this could be hard too, because if you've never been in a residency or fellowship, yep. you might have that problem of not even knowing what you don't know. That's like the curse of you know of not having visibility. I was having a discussion with a friend just today. And she's a nurse and she's like, man, you know, I don't know if I want to stay here thinking about changing, but she's like, you know, on the other hand, I might, uh, how do I know what that place does that, that place could be worse. Do they have those things? And I was mm -hmm. like, listen, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I make suggestions. You make decisions <laughs> Look at it like this. You are now armed with all the things you like and don't like about your place. Yeah. How can you find that out? My answer is always people and questions. Yes. So you, but, but asking Marlo seems like a throwaway. It's not, it's, it's not, I don't think people do do it enough. Cause they like don't. you said, as long, once you have the data, um, you can make a decision sure. based off uh, off more of that. And maybe and you won't be as surprised. Look, take it as a guy from marketing, right? If you yeah. Google the top 50 residencies in orthopedic physical therapy, I'm going to guess, and this is just me being stereotypical. I'm going to stereotype here on this show. That's all right. Your websites are all going to kind of look the same and they're going to kind of mm -hmm. say the same thing with, 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 a, with a good you know, degree of, of, of variability, right? But we are the leading this and we have mm -hmm. a strong this. It's like, and I tell people all the time, especially PT students, the answer is always people. How do you get get to the human, ask them real human questions, and hope for real human answers? The website is going to give you a little bit, but you want to go deeper. You got to go deeper. You have to go deeper if you want a good understanding. If you don't want to go in there blind. But sometimes people like surprises, and there's nothing wrong with that, too. Yeah, Not for that um, much money, that much time, personally. I'm not, <laughs> I, win, I win a lot of stuff. I don't really want to know. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the so same saying, way. So you're saying... Do do your due diligence. Be real about it, right? Just realize you're not going to get everything from a Google search. Go to a person, right? Go to a person. But let's go more macro before we go into mm -hmm. into into micro, right? Let's talk about pros of doing a residency or fellowship after school and mm -hmm. cons to choosing to do a residency or fellowship after school. Let's start. Let's start with you. Want to start with cons? Because I always like to end on a good, a happy note. Yeah, let's start with cons. So let's start with cons. Let's, let's, let's so like, hey, listen. 
And this is specific. We've got to be very specific. This is for someone doing it right out of PT school. Is that what we want to talk about? Like going yeah. to school, do a residency or fellowship. Let's yeah. go. I, I think that's probably a common trend we see. It it, but, but definitely we see people, you know, I've seen people who've done residencies two, three, even 10 right. years out of school. So, you know, um, but maybe a lot of students that listen to your podcast, this might uh, aim more towards them, but even those early kind of professionals too. All right. So let's go to the negative. Let's pick three. We'll do three cons, three pros. What are the three cons that you would say people should be aware of? Uh, So this is kind of a little extra one, but I'll say, uh, uh, remember you're specializing. You are niching down here. You're you're niching down uh, quickly. Um, So like like I mentioned, there's there's a lot of residencies out there. If you kind of know you want to do ortho, great. If you're unsure, maybe Mm. doing an orthopedic residency right off the bat uh it might not be the best decision now so, i'm gonna jump in i'm gonna I'm, I'm, it's my show i just interrupt people all yeah, the time. go ahead <laughs> keep in mind if you're doing a, if you're making a decision for a residency or fellowship doesn't matter what your specialty is right after right. pt school i'm gonna i'm gonna interject i'm gonna play the old man game because mm-hmm. pt with pt school and pt was my second career a lot of students are going right from undergrad, right to PT school, and now you're making a decision right from PT school, maybe to a residency or fellowship. You have yeah. been playing this game that you have been set into where it's always the next thing. The next thing is always right in front of me. It's, it's what are you doing? You apply, you interview, you win, you get in, you, you move on, right? It's like the NCAA tournament. You play, you move on. You shouldn't think about it like this. Not here. Not, not here. So what you just said is if you're not you are really going niche down. That's what a residency or fellowship really is. If you're not 100% sure, oof, saying no or putting it off is not failing. It's not. 100%, 100%. It's not failing. It's not, it's not saying I can't handle this. Mm-hmm. Don't do it for that external validation. I'm guilty of it every single day, yeah. right? Well, I got in or I think I want to be a great... If you're not... I don't, I don't want to even want to put an objective number on it. If you're not, if you can't close your eyes and with a clear heart say that you are sure you want to do this, I would say, think about it again. I don't, I mean, I'm not going to say don't do it, but I'm going to say, oof. Yeah. It's not a thing no, to be one. hundred percent. Because, because, and we'll go into some of these other things in these cons is it's not, you know, just rainbows and a perfect, it's not, no, yeah, no, you, you have yeah. to really enjoy kind of what you're getting into. You got to love to suck. I talk to about, no matter no matter what project you're you're doing if you don't re, if you're not really passionate about it the suck will come no matter what you do podcasting PT doesn't matter and you got to love the thing if you don't the suck will overcome you yes just will embrace it, the suck yeah so right. so and, and that's why I would say that that would probably be kind of the first one okay um, what's number two and then number two uh you know you have to think about your financials yeah this Money. is a real thing now everybody this is um huge and probably was the biggest kind of design factor for me in my kind of situation coming out but, of pt school where'd you go to pt school by the way yeah so i went to at still university oh yeah in mesa yeah, yeah. Mesa, arizona so um you know came out with a ton of loans yep ton of debt and i'm like i mentioned i'm from northern california it's not cheap out here no. i would say that. no i'm in new york we, we understand so you get you on yeah we, we share that uh sentiment so you have to think, you know, it, we don't always like to think about this part, but it's very important. You have to think about the, yeah. the financials. So when you look at a program, there is tuition to it for um, a lot of them. Um, some of them, it's incorporated into your program. And sometimes you can find ways where it's uh, very low tuition. Some right? will even pay you. Some will even pay you, which is awesome. I like so that option. That, that, that's a great option. Those so, are guessing you're competitive. Yeah. And 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 you you kind of want, you know, they some some companies will kind of try to reel you in that way, which which is not bad. But also, um, there's companies that will maybe only pay you um 40% of a oh, regular yeah. PT. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 75%. Not be yeah. Right. It's not 100%. Right, right. You should know that. Yep. And and same thing with fellowships as well. Right. So you know, if you if you're willing to sacrifice some pay, um, you know, for that year or two, three years, if you do residency and fellowship, if, uh, if you're willing to do that, um, then it's great. 
but just know that that is uh, a con is that you're not going to get have have that kind of financial stability I feel as like much as you want. I feel like a residency and fellowship. It's sort of like you're not going from PT school to a job, right? You're you're sort of you're half in, half out with some of the models anyway. Yeah, but you have to understand your numbers. This yeah. goes back to one of my personal heroes. If you watch Marcus Lemonis, the prophet on MSNBC, just a smart business guy. And he like kind of reviews businesses that are maybe not performing well. And he's like, biggest red flag that might cause me to walk out of a situation at any time is if I ask you your numbers and you sound like you don't know them, mm -hmm. I'm not getting involved with you. Yeah. You should be thinking, you have to know your numbers. And again, you might be coming from a situation where you went to grade five, grade six, grade seven, college, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, PT school, one, two, three. You maybe didn't need to know about your numbers. Maybe you had someone else helping you with those numbers. Yeah, maybe they were a you know, family member or you know parent or somebody. Maybe you were handling them the whole time. The people who are you know forewarned is forearmed. Yeah. So knowing your numbers, I love that. That's your number two. Yeah. Know super, your su super important. You have to know. You have to know that part of well, it. Well, you either know them or you get slapped across the face with them as a surprise. And you don't want to be surprised like that because a surprise could have a lot of zeros in it. Yes. And I feel, you know, especially, you know, you're not, you, you know about this, and I'm sure many young, uh, younger clinicians and students probably know about this is that, you know, the, the money in PT has changed a lot over the years. Correct. Yeah. So it's challenging. Um, and I, you know, I understand that part of it. So, so just know your numbers before you kind of make that leap. Cause it, it could be a calm depending on like kind of the areas and places that you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I didn't know that is not an, it, it, no, life doesn't, they don't care. Not a valid excuse. No one's going to give you, I didn't know. I had no idea. Yeah. It sucks for you. Uh, moving on. Like, that's just, I'm very sorry, but I'd rather you hear it from myself and Marlo. Yep. Than hear it in a letter or an email or a bill that you get that you were blindsided by. I didn't know. I didn't expect that doesn't do anything so you gotta know i'm i'm sorry but you have to know yeah you gotta know what you sign up for it, yes <laughs> be an intelligent we we use we did an episode similar to this a while ago about continuing to pt school and i took heat i think me or the guest because we use the term um educated consumer and and someone on social media was like that's not it's education you don't consume education and i was like I'm not, I'm going to double down here. I'm not backing down on this. You're signing on a dotted line. You are saying, I, you're agree, you in this exchange, you will give me time and education and information and teach. I'm, it's a service. It's an experience more than a product. And then in exchange, I will give you this money. But there's most of the time, there's a third person in that room too, the person with the money who's going to give it to the school on your behalf. And then you owe them some stuff. That's that's where the consumer aspect comes comes in, and you should be an educated consumer. Yes, I understand. You're as soon as you sign, you get the education. In five, ten, fifteen, twenty years, what are you expected to give? Give and get. Educated consumer. I'm doubling down on that. That's pretty great. I've and and yeah, I think we need to do a better job. I think in college and a lot of things in general. Financial about hundred percent. We we are lacking on financial mental health literacy like these are things that we are now knowing because we we have the results or the lack of we have to, we do you know what I mean? we're seeing yeah. we're feeling like where was this this would have been great in like middle school how to balance a checkbook or or how to you know how to perform self-care when i was 12 not when i'm 32 yeah because i could have benefited for the last 20 years on that that is a hundred billion million percent that's, I we the need math. That. that is actually true. That's exactly. We need, we need that. All right. So that's number two. Is fine. No finances. Yes. Uh, con for going into a residency or fellowship. What is your number three con? Number three. I'm going to kind of combine three parts of this. So I'm going to put in time. Got it. Because it kind of it, it all kind of combines time slash burnout mm. slash being uncomfortable. Okay. All right, now talk me through those. Yeah, so time, you have to know that you are going to be working after work. You are going to be working or learning on weekends. And all of that built up from a year to if you, know, you do a residency and a fellowship, a year to three years, 
that adds up dramatically. I love the fact that number two is finances and number three has the word has time in it because time is that thing that is, I mean, can you put a price on, understand what you are paying in yes. time. You yes. are paying attention. That's time. You want people, you have to spend time doing this. Look, pay attention, spend time, pay and spend. Those are transactional phrases. This does not mean don't do it. Mm-hmm. Marlo is saying, understand what your part of the commitment is, and it is time. And we all only get 24 hours in a day and 168 hours in a week. How are you going to spend that? If this yeah. is right for you, it's a great spend. It's a great ROI. It's not right for you. It is a bad spend. And that all yes. depends on you. It all depends on you. You know, if you have a family, if you need a commute, if you have, you know, other family members that uh, you care for or other um, side things, you know, it, it, it kind of depends on the individual. But you have to know yeah. that it requires a lot of time. It does. And, and, and that um, time aspect involves a, lo- a lot of being uncomfortable, which can, you know, create a greater amount of burnout. Mm-hmm. So that's how I try to kind of phrase those three together, um, which, you know, if... You, you, if people like being uncomfortable and they like burnout, then you can't, you, know? you can't get blood from a stone, right? So if, yeah. if, if the time commitment is too much, my guess is if you've gotten this far, you're a smart woman or you're a smart man. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're smart. You're a smart person, right? Yeah. You can fudge a little bit, but this thing goes on and eventually you can't get blood from a stone. And that's when you start to burn out. That's when there's yeah. nothing left in the brake pad and you're hitting the brakes and it's just grinding, but you ain't slowing down. Mm-hmm. So you got to, I love the fact that you're just being really transparent about this. Understand that you could start to get burned out here. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned to you earlier that um, this past weekend was the AOM conference. Right. So, um, you know, at the AOM conference, you have fellows that are just finishing, they just graduated. Correct. And I, I just graduated and finished a year ago. So I'm still, thank you, thank you. But I'm still feeling that kind of getting out of that kind of torturous, you know, time commitment, being uncomfortable. You know, I'm still. Well, let me ask yeah, you this. Go ahead. I had this, not, I didn't do a residency or fellowship, but I had PT mm-hmm. school. It took me probably three years to not have a looming feeling over my head or in my stomach that I had something due or that there was a test coming up. Yes. Did that continue? That must've been just continued and amplified with a residency or fellowship. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It took me three. It was like a little bit of PTSD. I don't want to, I don't want to minimize what PTSD is, but like I woke up in the middle of the night for two to three years after PT school and being like, wait, 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 what I forget, what I forget, what I forget. I'd be like, dude, you have a job. Like, do your job. Like, but there, that is the thing about school is it's sort of all consuming, all encompassing. It, it's what you are. It's what you, it's what you're doing. Um, it, it's great that you brought, brought that up because I, you know, I've, I also know people um, that became depressed. Oh yeah. Midway through the program. Oh, you know, sure. there, there's people that had to drop out. There's, you know, so it is, you know, you don't take that lightly, the PTSD term, but, but it, it becomes, it can become consume you. Cons- yeah. It can be very challenging. So, um, that, that, yeah. So it is possible that you can kind of go those routes sometimes. Oh, and, yes. and, you know, we've heard stories of other, you know, professionals who go into other medical fields and, you know, dentistry is real bad. Yes, yes. Resident so, medical residents. I work at Mount Sinai Hospital and they have a me- medical school. A lot of care is now was not, but is now being put into well, what are they what are they experiencing? How are yeah. they experiencing this? Oh, by the way, on top of that, they're supposed to be learning some stuff too while they're just yeah. trying to trying to survive as humans. You're trying um, oh my can I mention like so when I graduated, obviously the pandemic was going on. Obviously, just a pandemic. Now, it was just all? a small, small Not part all? of it. <laughs> so I had that going on. Gosh. And then, and, and this is my whole cohort, and I'm sure everyone else that was going through it all. We had the pandemic in Northern California during that time. We had crazy wildfires. The, the orange, the sky, the sky was orange. Oh, yeah, the sky God. was orange. And then we had all the, um, you know, um, justice reform from, you know, the police, brutal, things like that that was going on. 
And it was a massive, just a big bundle of like tearing your soul down because you're still trying to finish, but all these other things are going on in the world. You're you're not, you know, you you don't have this blanket to it. You're consumed from that. So it is, it is important to understand, you know, there's other things that also happen and you're also trying to survive in your own right to, to finish. You're human trying to do human things in the human world. And this is a thing that you are adding to your plate. I don't even know if this is a con. I feel like the con list is just a list of things that you should be like understanding that I know, right? Understand that you see what you might see is the end result. You see the person walking across the stage at AMP. Do you see the person who's in, in, um, clinic, um, you know, having mastery over their craft or working on ma- towards mastery of their craft, but understand that like these these things are ha- they could be happening to you. Understand what you're getting into. I feel like the entire yeah. con list was just kind of big thing. Understand what this what this comes with because it is yeah. not just this. You know what it is? It goes back to the beginning. What I said. You're not going to find it, most of this. I'm guessing on a, on the website. It's not no. that the, the checklist is. Here's what we offer. Here's yeah. how to apply. There yeah. isn't other stuff. So I'm just trying to give that, you know, that little yeah. deeper understanding of some of these decisions people. Yeah, and he's not. Well, I, this episode is not about to scare people away. I'd rather you just mm-hmm. be an educated consumer. That's what I want. Yes, hundred percent. All right, so that's the con list. All right, if people are weighing to do this or not to do this, number one, personal decision. It is your. We make suggestions. You make decisions. Yes. What are the reasons? So not the features. So people will get confused. I love talking marketing terms and paralleling them with PT. Features and benefits. Features are, uh, my Jeep is red. The top comes off. It's four-wheel drive, right? You can find a lot of features on websites. Yep. A really good website or a really good explanation talks about benefits. What am I going to get out of this? I'm going to get a feeling of freedom. I'm going to get the wind in my hair with my Jeep, right? I'm going to get that feeling of of, of never being stuck because I got four-wheel drive. So let's go to the pro list for residencies and fellowships. Uh, what are the things that people are given or or instilled upon? Or what can they become? Let's talk about that. What's your number one on your pro list for residencies and fellowships? So do you, remember what I mentioned, burnout as a con? Correct. I'm going to flip it. All right. I like that. Other okay. side of the coin. I'm going to flip it, burnout as a pro. And I, I'm going to explain that. Um, as kind of like some sub little sub bullets a little bit. So right. there, there is, there's, there's some new research going out there now that, um, they're comparing burnout from individuals who went through certain programs, residency fellowships, and right. we're seeing less of it in those who completed it. So you're saying people who have completed residencies and fellowships are now seeing those people experience less burnout, what, further down their career line? Yeah. Got it. Okay. So, and, and, and you know, we still don't know maybe why, but it kind of ties into what I think is a, what our other huge little bullet points of pros that goes into the residency. And the okay. first one I would say is just the learning aspect. Okay. Of course, you're going to, you know, you're going to learn, you're going to grow. That's a given, right? But you're, you're learning and you're growing to really understand complex situations when you're in the clinic. And so it's, it's putting you in this uncomfortable situation in a safe environment. And I'm using mm-hmm. air quotes. Yeah. Safe environment. So it's challenging you. I mean, this goes back to exercise too, right? You need a stimulus to get the response, but it's giving you the stimulus in a certain situation or in a certain mm-hmm. paradigm. Okay. I'm with you on that. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, and then you can kind of think about it, you know, when you're done, you're heading into the clinic and you're more confident, more comfortable with whatever is going to come into your way. You'll, you'll have this kind of uh, fast track to expertise almost. Right. That, that maybe you, you know, maybe you wouldn't, some, you, can, you still can, but maybe you wouldn't get there as quickly. Got it. So when you think about kind of just the application of the learning process versus, um, you know, school and clinicals where you're given information so quickly and then you're just using it in school or clinic. Right. And then you verse that from someone, maybe you're, you're now just working in the clinic as a clinician, but you're losing some of that school aspect of it. 
Right. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not gaining that new knowledge or the right. updated research, you know, evidence, things like that. Um, where when you're kind of in some of this more structured, I guess, learning environment, you get to combine it all. So when you combine it all, you get to maintain that over a period of time to hopefully you'll, you know, you'll get a little more growth from that. I see, I see where you're environment. going. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can explain it to you and you tell me if I got it right. So school is a really, really super safe environment, maybe too safe, right? Because you're not doing a lot. You're doing some clinicals, right? And work, but, but all right, so hold on. With school, you're getting a ton of information. Like I hear this all the time. I didn't understand it when I was a PT student, but the people I was interacting with who were clinicians were like, tell me everything you know. And I'm like, I don't know anything. And they're like, you're in school. You're getting so much information, but you didn't understand it because that's all you knew. Yeah. Then you go to clinic and you're doing the thing. You're mm -hmm. exercising the thing that you learned. You're, 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 you're dipping into the bank of information and using it. But you're not putting a lot in the bank unless you're doing a bunch of con ed or you're listening to, I don't know, maybe a podcast on yeah. your drive to or from clinic. Mm -hmm. But it's harder because your time is taken up by doing the thing. And it feels like, hang on, the third option would be a residency or fellowship because it's it's got one leg in both almost. Yeah, there's the clinical aspect, but not all of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's a school aspect, but it's not all of that either. Mm -hmm. It's living in this space between school and being a full-time student and being a full-time clinician. Yeah, I think you put it in a great way. That's, well, I hope you. I hope I hope that simplifies it um you know for the people listening to this because right. you know you know you go to con ed courses even when you're when you're um in the clinic but that's only what maybe 3 yeah. days right. and to a week and and then once you're done with that you use is, I, I would love to see someone do research on how yeah. much people use because I bet you it's a lot and then a long big spike, long tail, right? right. It's gonna, you, you know, and it fades. Yeah, you, it's you, a shiny you, new toy because no one is there to press you, guide on. you, to press you on it, to critique right. you on it, to ask you questions, to see one, do one, teach one. There's you know no pressure, no diamonds. There's no way to grow because there was that you 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 consume, consume, consume. There's probably mm -hmm. some interaction in the Con Ed course or whatever. And then you go on Monday and you can't wait to tell your colleagues what you learned. Oh, check out yeah. this cool thing I learned, right? But where's that reminder? Where's that push? Yeah, you lose it. Correct. You lose it. So that that whole kind of, I guess, learning aspect to it. Um, and again, you can get that outside of doing a residency or fellowship. Um, you just have to make sure that you have the mentor that you have a structured learning environment, that um, you have um, some organization to keep up with research, evidence, things like that. You know, these things that you're mentioning, though, they're they're work. Like they're hard to yeah. find. Like, mm -hmm. and believe me, a lot of I mean, you don't get me started on you know when they hire you know PTs, those websites. We have a mentorship program. Question that. Question. I'm not saying they don't. I'm saying question what that is. Right. So you're showing some of these features and or and benefits really focus on the benefits of the things that might just appear as one line on a website but could have a bunch of sub bullets underneath it and why those things are actually so important yeah all right i lost count how many pros are we on how many was that? I, like <laughs> I think it was like a one like that was one a with many little bullets all right so what's number two then uh number two i would say uh, is is big networking um opportunities Okay, walk me through this one. So, um, you, you know, again, it, it kind of depends where you go, of course, with anything. But when you're surrounded by many individuals, and most progr programs have many individuals that are part of the faculty that are helping mm -hmm. you learn. Um, some programs allow other outsiders to come in and teach labs, researchers, other professionals. Uh, and then if you go into whatever your company's residency program, you'll have other individuals that you interact with. If you become a, an academy member of um, the, the fellowship program for orthopedic manual physical therapists, you are now academy member with hundreds of other therapists. So the opportunities to network grow pretty quickly. I want to go deeper than network. Network yeah. feels like a feature to me. Mm -hmm. I think I want to go deeper for a benefit. And here's what I mean. When someone says, join the APTA because there's networking, I say, I can go on Twitter and network. 
Okay, I can get that. But what I think you get with APTA membership, or to use your example, networking because of a residency or fellowship, is somebody explain this to me, which is why I understand it because I've learned it from a smarter person. Which is that's how everything works. That's how it is. That's how it is. I've stolen a lot of this already from other people. But (laughs) what you're actually doing is you've gone through a thing that that a lot of other people, but but not everybody, has gone through. And now they understand that you understand some of what they understand. And it seems like I'm just being vague. But what they're, what I think it's doing is, and th- this is explained to me, when a PT student reaches out to someone for anything, can I come shadow you? Can I, you know, can I interview you for my podcast? Or what, can I ask you some questions about a paper I'm writing? The advantage the student has, and if there are any students listening to this, play this card. This is a good card to play. It's not shady. As soon as you say, I'm a PT, hi, I'm Jimmy, I'm a PT student. All If the person is a PT, all they hear is what, what their brain does in the first couple seconds is, oh, I remember when I was a PT student. You have that in common. I don't care if you have the same, if you're from the same ge- geographic area, if you're the same age, it does not matter. You share this one thing together that not that 99% of the world does not share. You have now just said to this person, if you're a resident or a fellow, I'm a resident fellow. You have that thing. That is your starting point. It's not about, to me, it's not necessarily about networking. It's about sharing one common, one, I'm going to rephrase, one uncommon thing that you share together in common. It's this super random thing, right? Because how many people in the world are PTs? I don't know. Like there's 300,000 in the U.S., how many went through residency and fellowship? I don't know the data on that, but it's a lot less, right? Like we're graduating 10,000 PTs a year. I don't know how many residents or fellows, but it's it's not close to 10,000. When you're meeting with those people, you understand you have this common uncommon bond and you have this thing that you can kind of go an inch wide but a mile deep on. You got this weird thing you like to geek out about. That's that's, that's yeah. the benefit to me. That's the benefit. Jamie, that's why you're so good at what you do. This is a, so that's hundred percent. I mean, if that's, that, that is the reason, um, like you met, I, I know, um, for fellows anyways, it, it is less than 1% of the gotta profession. be. Yeah. Oh no. It's super, it's super niche. And, and you're, you're correct where, um, because we kind of know what, what, it took, what happened, what, what we've yeah. gone through, everyone's trying to help each other. When did you do your fellowship? When did you, just this year? When you got, when you were done? I started in 2019. I finished in 2021. Great. Mm -hmm. So we recorded this in 2022. But even when you run into someone who who got their fellowship in 1987, Uh, it doesn't doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. See, I I do not have a residency or I did not do a residency or fellowship, but I already understand why you're like, doesn't matter. They're looking at you like, oh gosh. I sort of know what you went through, even though they know things yeah. have progressed, right? Things are different now than they were then for better or for worse. There's probably some better and worses yep. in there, but you have that common uncommon thing in common. That's a lot of commons, yeah. um, but you share that and that does things. Yeah. I love it how you said that. Forward. Yeah. I love how you said that because now that I think about it, that's exactly what it is. Like yeah, my, it's not networking it's, because yeah. But I think that's what people like to say, and I, I, I push back, and I go, "That's not why I'm an." A-. I use the thing because I don't. I'm, I didn't do a residency or fellowship, but that's why I'm an APTA member. It's not the networking. It's like you and I both value the same thing, and we're even if we're members for different reasons, even if you're residents or fellows for different reasons, you have that in common, and that is what you build. Some you can have a conversation with someone, even if they're a resident or fellow, and you're in orthopedics. And they're in cardiopalm or neuro. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, you know, it's 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 one degree of separation, but it's still really similar. I'm guessing. It's just my guess. Yeah, I, I, I would I would probably lean towards that too. Yeah, you understand enough. Like, oh, like like when a veteran meets another veteran. Yeah. If it's a marine and a guy and a girl from the army, like they sort of look at each other, like, all right, we you know we didn't do the we same under- thing, but we understand. Yeah, that's it. It's we. We have common understanding of some of our life experiences where a lot of, and it, I think it's also got to be rare, right? Because veterans don't it make up be, a huge right. point of the, a portion of the population, but they do this super specific thing that's like a big deal. 
So it's like, uh, like they almost like never even say it. It's almost like said in a look like, oh, uh, you're a vet. Like, you know, like, mm hmm. OK, we're going to I'm just going to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. You get it. I get it. That's all it needs to be said. Yeah, it's, it, it's funny you said it because, again, I'm bringing back to your conference because you see this, uh, you know, smaller groups of people from the military, people from the military were talking at the conference and um, people from rural areas were there. Um, mm -hmm. I'm Filipino. So there was, you know, I, I met a handful of Filipinos there that that you know we can we can share these certain common uh, commonalities from what we all went through even though we're all kind of come from different areas um but we know what we went through we know the rarity of it and that kind of helps bond everybody sure they, they want everybody to win sure yes, yes. To, to, right. to provide the to to, to grow and continue right. to growing growing the profession. I think that's what it is. It's not networking. And that's yeah. why when I hear networking, I always go, I'm not here for the networking. I'm here to go through a, a transformation with people at the same time, right? That's what yep. PT school was for me too, is a transformation. And now when I meet another PT, I look at them, I'm like, oh, you're PT? Like you immediately have that, like you ever meet someone at a party? Yeah. Like, you're PT? I went to an air show with a buddy of mine, like this summer. And somebody brought their wife and she was a PT and like, we're just off in the corner. And like, my buddy's like, are you, are you stuck in that conversation? I'm like, no, 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 we're PTs. Just, we're not going to just leave us alone for two hours. Just <laughs> we're talk PT. Never met this woman, spent two hours talking. It's because we went through and then she was a PT. She graduated five or six years before me. Didn't matter. We yeah, had similar yeah. something and we wanted to do this with it, which is like, just talk and like, what about you? How did you and, you know, overcome this or how are you dealing with this? And, it really is that. That's not networking. It's deeper and it's more valuable. Like networking is like I threw a party, so come hang out and network. And I don't know. I never yeah. want to network. And yeah. this is just the guy who like literally my career is yeah, built you, on. Like, right. I don't want to network. What I really want to do is like I want to like find out what we have in common and what we don't have in common. And I want to learn from you and I want to share that. And that's not networking to me. Networking to me is super superficial. Like yeah. it's like come to this mixer and network. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm gonna get real weird. I'm gonna go on a tangent. And I've never said that. This if this is why I don't go to strip clubs. <laughs> Didn't expect me to start talking about that. That's a those. great start. Yeah. We're this is good. This is awesome. Let's keep here's it going. why. I've been to about five strip clubs in my life. I'm 42 years old. And here's why I don't like strip clubs. Everything's fake. Mm. Every, you know, the female people who work at strip clubs are waiting for me to give them money so they can show me attention. And I know that. So everything's fake to me. So I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. That's networking for me. I'm here to network. I'm here to get stuff from you. And that to me can't do it. That's not to me, residency fellow. I didn't think I'd make a strip club comparison on this podcast ever. <laughs> here we are, a thousand episodes. Anyway. You understand what I mean? It's yeah, fake. Well and as soon as I know that it's fake, I can't pretend. It's like, hard. You can't do it. You can I, tell. And you can yes, tell. As soon as you, you can, can tell, tell it's, fake. it's over. You've pulled the curtain. I can see behind the curtain. I can see Oz. And it's over for me. It's spoiled. And I don't want to. So if you send me to a networking mixer, I won't go. If you send me to like a party with a bunch of PTs, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'd love to get and give, like just learn and exchange. That to me isn't networking. To me, networking yeah. is superficial. I didn't see us going on a, a strip club networking tangent in the set. I, I, I never thought this would happen. But well, here. I know you have those little, you know, those little other mini tidbits you like to share. Oh, my with God. episodes. Yeah. yeah. So you might have to kind of on. this sort of feels like that. Yeah. But I've had this conversation before. Like, why don't you like? You know, I've had guys ask me like, how come you like going to strip clubs? And I'm like, I gotta be honest. It's the Fake. fakeness of it. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Isn't it great? I go, no. But here's why. As soon as I'm exchanging money for your affection or fake affection, it's fake yeah. to me. And that's yeah. what like a networking hour is. Or yeah. so I so I don't think to get back to what the hell we were talking about. <laughs> I don't think the value of a residency or fellowship is networking. I think it's deeper than that. It's mm -hmm. connection, it's commonality, it's common uncommonness. Yeah. Because different, I mean, I'm okay. a, different types of people take on that challenge. Yeah. Thing. I'm going to go through this because this is harder, but I'm doing it because it's hard. 
Same thing. When I find out someone's a triathlete, oh, you done the Ironman? I just go, oh yeah. I just like I find another Ironman at a you party. You know that. Yep. You're just like, hey, cool, man. Like, and you guys and you guys are very rare too. My wife is a Ironman. Yeah, yeah she weird. she did Ironman. She has it branded on her wrist. So she yeah, likes yeah, to yeah. Make sure yeah. people can see it. <laughs> and you're just like, uh huh. Oh, okay. You and yeah. me, we're the same. Even when we don't look like each other, we've never met. It's like, got that. We we understand that. We, we understand. understand. We yeah. we and that's the goal. Like I, uh, my mantra is science isn't finished until it's understood. Mm -hmm. But I think you can plug anything into science. Yeah. Right? Humanity isn't finished until it's understood. Like I'm, you know, that we all want to be what did Oprah say? We all want to be seen, heard and understood. Like I want yeah. people to understand me and I would I I have this thing where I want to understand other people too. Um and I think that's what it is. Yeah. You get and 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 I and you you definitely get that. You get that that's um, whether whether it's within your company, whether it's outside your company, um, whether it's large conferences, uh, gatherings, whatever, it, you you get that, and because of that, opportunities can open. Correct. And, and I mentioned the money part earlier. Um, that it can lead to more monetary value, depending on on what you want to do after your residency, after your fellowship. Right. Um, so. So that helps, right? You know, it's nothing. Well, nothing that's that. also like, that's also a good, like when someone says, why do you residency or fellowship? My um, salary doesn't, isn't guaranteed. Every, yeah. to help me, right? That's like the argument. And like, I, I'm argument. all for ROI. Luck doesn't favor what they say. Luck favors the bold, right? Like yeah. luck favors the prepared. prepared. Yep. So. If you're doing it, like if I started a podcast to make connections to get a job, like, I don't know, it just would have felt like a strip club. It would have been like, the audience would have just been like, this feels shady. I, ca I can't tell you why, but this doesn't feel genuine. Yeah. When you go through a residency or fellowship, I'm guessing, and you do it for the right reasons, someone along the line is going to, is going to recognize that right. someone, someone who understands what that means and understands what that value is. Not everybody's going to do it. Mm -hmm someone who does will and that could lead not definitely but could lead to some great opportunities it, and hopefully you are rewarded for that financially i hope so not guaranteed right but again not everything in terms of we mentioned what's the first thing to do when thinking about a residency or fellowship understand what it's going to we have to pay and spend to get it having a great job you love going to, maybe you make a little bit less money. Some people are like, I'm okay with that exchange. I'd yeah. rather be here than somewhere else making more. So, I mean, I'm not yeah. telling you to do something or not to do something, but understand what's valuable to you is also valuable. Yeah. And, and that kind of that kind of leads us, I guess, to, to the next topic I wanted to talk about also right, was, you know, what do you, what, what happens after that training kind of is done? Okay. It is, um, we, we can, so for residencies, right, if you want to, you can sit for the board certification. Hopefully it prepared you for that. The board and, certified clinical specialist. Yeah, clinical specialist. Um, and then you can stay with your company. You can move to a company. It, it, it kind of doesn't matter where, you know, you, sometimes there's a one-year um, contract almost for residencies, but sometimes they, they want to keep you on. But it kind of depends from all that learning you got, whether it's re residency or fellowship, it kind of depends what you want to do with it after. Okay. So, purpose. So, purpose. Yeah. What's your part? Some people are okay with, okay, I'm, I'm okay with just going back to the clinic. Now I get to treat. Um, I don't want to worry about other things, but also if you use a lot of that information, you use that guidance, mm -hmm. uh, you, you, you take advice from whatever the people have told you and you've, learn from um, different opportunities, you can take it and run with it and get more out of it. That's where you can continue to develop and grow. Unfortunately, don't expect your dream scenario right away. I think sometimes yeah. we think about that, that it's going to be perfect right after I'm done with residency out, or fellowship. Right. It's never like that. It's, it's right. never like that. It's for, never for like this, that. For this or other things, it's just never like that. That's the secret. That's the secret. The secret is, the secret is it's not like that. Overnight it, success has a lot of overnights. It's yeah. Just, I got bad news for you. Well, that it sounds is, like you're, it sounds like you're ending on purpose. Like what was the reason for you doing this? And if your reasons yeah. aren't aligned with everything that comes after it, you will dis be disappointed. 
because I'm just sorry. That's just the way it works. If you did it for the right reasons, and it's honestly, most of the time, if the reasons are pointed outward, if it's for other people to benefit, you know, those are the things that's when you see the better ROI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, I want to be clear that when you're done with the residency and fellowship, your journey, it seems like your journey ended, but it's really just beginning. So is it worth it now that you have to start this new kind of chapter of, of you're you're, you're, you're kind of starting a a new chapter when you're done? I would say a hundred percent it's worth it. Mm -hmm. But all that depends, right? It, 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 yeah, all of that depends, of course. Yeah. Um, I can just say, obviously, it's my point of view. I'm mm-hmm. on the podcast, right? Yeah, um, yeah no, no, it's yeah, it's completely so, subjective, right? It's completely gonna, subjective. If I if I interviewed ten more people and we went we went through the same paradigm, we'd get thirty different answers. Things. Yeah, we get thirty yeah. different answers for their three pros and three cons, and you and you would get that. So yeah. understand that. Under, yeah. But so I, that's why I always boil things down to what's the base emotion, right? So here, purpose and time and meaning and. Because that is when you can say it a bunch of different ways, right? Mm-hmm. It's from a marketing guy. You can say a bunch yeah. of things. But really, when it comes down to it, there's like 30 different emotions we're really wrestling with. There are 30 different values that yeah. we can get or give. That's really all there is. Yeah, which is interesting. I mean, um, the program that I went to, there, there was 14 of us in a residency. And then there was a, a five, of a, five, six of us in the fellowship program. So we all come from different backgrounds, different years of experience, different places, right? So um, it, it, it's different for everybody. I yeah. guess whatever you define worth it That's is. That's cool. It's awesome. The fact that it's different for everybody is you could go do the same thing. And I think that's something I learned by taking this. Um, we've all taken these personality tests, right? These uh, I took one from, uh, it was called Skill Builders. Mm-hmm. Skill Builders? Score Builders? Skill Score Builders? builders? I've heard I score can. build this before. And it gives you your top five personality skills. I can't remember what the hell it's called. I'll look it up. <laughs> and um, none of them were a shock. Like when you take these personality tests, you're not shocked by the results. Like you you can pretty much guess before you take it what you're going to get pretty <laughs> close. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The value came with what you're talking about now was I had everybody in the podcast team take this test. And my results to me were not surprising. My, the results of other people to me were surprising. I'm like, oh my God, that's what you like to do? And they're like, yes, I love it. And I'm like, but I just assumed everybody liked what I liked. I just assumed everybody liked and disliked everything I liked and disliked. And that was my major faux pas, is assuming. This is why I didn't, I didn't delegate a lot of tasks around running the podcast because they seemed tedious. Yeah. So I felt like a jerk giving them to people. Meanwhile, the people on my team were like, I love those types of tasks. I love them. And you're keeping them to yourself. And I'm like, oh my God, I would love to give this away. So what I'm getting at is it's so different. Understand that it's so specific and different. And that's why you need to, we can end where we began, which is ask questions. Ask questions. Not everything is, is as black and white. It's not as clear as you think it is. Yeah, I agree. We got deep, man. We we did get deep. Can I leave them, um, the audience, with a kind of? um, Well, we're gonna do the parting uh, shot. The parting shot. Okay. Does that fit? Is what you're gonna say fit in the parting shot? It doesn't. It's not. I I just wanted to give a little information, just a small. Go ahead. Kind of tidbit. If when you go into it, these are the things to expect. Also. Okay. Okay. Um, this again, from my experience in my programs that I've gone to, this is all orthopedic, um, orthopedic manual therapy based, right? Is you'll get mentoring in clinic and or virtual, right? You'll have weekly webinars, might go over cases, research, uh, grand rounds of people videotaping their patient care. You might have community or scholarly projects. You might have to write case reports or case series. You might have some in-person labs during the month, some weekend courses from other individuals outside of your program. Uh, you might have to read a lot of literature and participate mm-hmm. in online discussions. And then you'll have some skills checks and you'll have some live patient exams. So mm-hmm. those are kind of things that... Um, those are the you know, features. Those are the features, you know, yeah. just, just to make sure that, you know, people can also understand those components. Listen, I'm not saying don't pay attention to the features. 
do. Yeah. Like that's it's part of it. You want to know those for sure. Go deeper to the benefits. Yep. And that's what I wanted to do with this episode. All right. Uh, we have a tradition of a show called uh, Three Questions. Are you ready to do three questions? Let's do three questions. Let's do three questions. All right, three questions on the show is brought to you by our friends at Jackson Therapy Partners. They provide awesome adventures in patient care for physical therapists who care about their uh, care about where they're going. We're talking about residencies and fellowships, travel physical therapy. Something that is it good or bad? Depends. Is it good or bad for you? If you don't like changing things up and moving up in geographically and amongst people, this would be horrible for you. But if that excites you, this is the thing. So it's it, everything. It all depends. Everything depends. That's why we sell a T-shirt on our website that just says "It depends." I feel like that's the thing said most often in physical therapy. So yeah. pick that up now for nineteen ninety nine at ptpodcast.com. See, throw the radio voice in anytime. Uh, JacksonTherapy.com. Uh, three questions. Uh, who is someone the audience should follow to learn more about residencies and fellowships? Who is someone you would suggest mm. that they could get value from? What are your thoughts? Hmm. So there is a uh, a guy from Arizona. His name's Seth Peterson. Yeah. Uh, you may have heard him. Yeah, Seth, Seth Peterson. I think he's doing a lot of. He does a lot of work. Yes. He, 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 he in the past few years, he's been really supportive. Again, the orthopedic setting. Um. But I think what he's also doing is he's created another avenue of this kind of maybe residency components of learning where it's not just con ed courses, weekend courses where you, you know, you get some time to learn from different mentors. doesn't matter where you are. So I would shout out Seth Peterson. Um, and then I would also, I, I have to shout out these two, two people. So I went to the Kaiser program okay. in California. Um, and it, it, I think it started back in 1979 or something. It was like the first one. First, first residency from from what I've been told. So I have to shout out also Joe Farrell and uh, yeah. Carol Carol Joe Carol Joe Tishner. They they've been pretty um, um, amazing and try to help people to kind of continue their excellence and learning as well. Love it. All right. Second question on three question. What is something the audience should take a look at if they want to take a deeper dive into residencies and fellowships? Where would you point them? Would it be a book, uh, a downloadable PDF, a website resource. Where would you send someone if someone was like, "I just want to go a little deeper"? Uh, one of the resources you might yeah. put in the show notes, like you pick one of those. No, I, I'm, I will definitely check the show notes because, um, like I mentioned earlier, there, there's a few things you always want to uh, balance out when you're making your decisions. Thank so you. definitely uh, the links for the the Abtree. Um, physical therapy programs, the data that's on there. Um, I'll send all those and I'll, and I'll, I'll send you over some papers too that kind of talk about what we know Got so uh, right now about residency and fellowship programs. And if you are in a residency or fellowship, there's also mentors guide by Lewis Zachary, I think is really cool in terms of um, mentorship. Uh, why should people care about residency and fellowship? In physical therapy why should people care how would you respond to that that's your third question uh, it's it's we first we can't escape it it is growing it's getting bigger in our profession um so you're gonna be offered or at least be um shown different possibilities of residency and fellowships and People should care because it may be for you. It may not be for you. It may be for you or may not be for you at this time, but maybe mm. down the road. Nice. Um, so it's just good to understand what some of those pros and cons and what you can get out of it. I think that's going to be um, the biggest thing. All right. Last thing we do on the show, Marlo, is the parting shot. Parting Shot is brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. Talk about board certification, orthopedics, and the Academy of Orthopedic PT. Have this great resource called Current Concepts of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Just a great roadmap. If you're like, I don't know where I am in my career. 
and I want to take the OCS exam, this will take you from wherever you are to taking it confident and competent. That's what you want to feel. So find that current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy at orthopt.org. Marlo, no pressure, but your parting shot. What would you want to leave the audience with? What's your mic drop moment for this topic? I would say always strive for excellence in what you want to do in the physical therapy profession. Mm -hmm. And what, whatever excellence is to you, you can do that on your own as long as you have a structured system, as long as you're reaching out from other mentorship, from other help, um, as long as you're not the smartest person in the room and you're not in your own kind of um, echo chamber all the time, that you can do it without the residency and fellowship. But if you want a little bit more structure, uh, residency and fellowship can help you uh, reach the excellence and hopefully keep, you know, improving uh, the skill set, the expertise, outcomes of our patients um, through these programs. Well said. Marlo, appreciate the discussion. Thanks for letting me dig into that and giving me a little insight into your world and into the, the features and benefits. And no idea how we got that strip club coming out of me, but you know what? Oh, I stand by that's it. What happens. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, that's what happens with a great conversation. <laughs> uh, well, appreciate your time. They say the best conversations happen at happy hour. That's evident. Uh, thanks for coming to ours. Like what you hear? Tell a friend or leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology, as well as a neurologic OT fellowship, a competitive OMPT fellowship, and a speech therapy clinical fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at BuildPT.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com. 